0: Wait, wait, wait. A book for your ears? That's...
1: <laughs> what? You can't... You can't do
0: that. You're telling me I don't have to use my eyes ever again. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. The podcast, this one, is sponsored by Audible, which has more audiobooks than anywhere. Anywhere! And you can get a free 30-day trial as well as a free audiobook. Any single one. Just go to audibletrial.com slash lapse You can listen to Brian Cranston read a dirty children's book called You Have to Effing Eat It's really, it's actually really great. Go to audibletrial.com slash the LAPS and your membership will be discounted for free as soon as you follow the checkout. Hey everybody and welcome to the LAPS Storytelling Podcast where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host Kyle Jest and today we've got a first for us. Monica Homburg has a dating story. But wait, don't touch that dial because this is not your average dating story. It's one thing when you see somebody and it turns out over time you realize that they're not quite the person you thought they were. It's another when the person you're dating is not who they thought they were. Not following me, you will. I'm calling this one The Force. And very quick warning, if you've got kids or bosses or in-laws in the room, there is a brief reference to sex in this week's episode, just so you know. Here it comes, I know that's not the reference. (laughs) This is The Lapse. You remember that guy? Asks Monica. You know, the one we passed in the hallway, you said hi and I never did.
1: That guy was cute. What's his deal?
0: Monica's friend, hmms. You mean Leonard? Sure, yeah, I remember. But...
1: You know, he was gay, but he says now he's not.
0: Monica is still 18, only just recently single.
1: Just feeling really down about myself and sad and thinking the ticket would be if I met somebody.
0: Monica bites a fingernail. What do you mean? used to be gay. Monica's place. She sets the table while Leonard has a seat. The night special? A serving of meatballs and bagels.
1: (laughs) Such an eclectic, classy menu.
0: Despite said menu, the date's all right. Nothing electrifying, but they've got some things in common. Monica's a performer, Leonard's a radio DJ. They like the arts and film. Enough for Leonard to say, hey, we should do this again sometime. But, um, just one thing.
1: Can you come over to my place next time? Because your area is really sketchy and I'm scared that my car is going to get stolen. Yeah, okay, that sounds good.
0: Second date, Leonard's place. Hello. How are you? Leonard's parents' place. (gasps) Oh, you must He did live with his parents.
1: He was like 23 or 24. So I was like, okay, that's strange because he didn't warn me about that. I just showed up and then there were these two older people. When I walked into his room, he had six or seven police hats just lined up there.
0: An impressive collection for any cop. But Leonard's not a cop.
1: He was a college radio DJ.
0: Before Monica can query the collection.
1: The phone rang, and this red light began to circulate through the room.
0: A police siren, minus the siren,
1: that he had hooked up to circulate whenever the phone rang. And then he says, hey, do you want to see something cool?
0: Leonard places a palm over the phone's receiver, puts a finger to his lips. He stretches the phone towards Monica. An unusual device spirals off the base. It's a wiretap.
1: He was tapping into a live conversation that was happening at the time we had landlines. And his neighbor was having what, strangely at the time, sounded pretty surreptitious.
0: Yo, man, I'm done talking about this. You find someone else who cares, because I don't. They can listen to your crap.
1: At which point... My date chimes up into the call and says, There are other people listening!
0: (laughs) Leonard's strutting
1: his grin. This is absolutely supposed to impress me. I can tell you that, although it didn't, I did not want to leave and realize 100% that my life was not going well. I was really just trying to get over that feeling of just feeling broken and I give him a blowjob. I had been with only a few guys at the time that I'd done that with, but I thought I was pretty good. I was getting a lot of feedback that I wasn't from him. If he had been, you know, just instructive, maybe that would have been all right, but he was like frustratedly instructive. I remember looking at the clock. I could see those red lights, those red numeric digital lights. I was just getting, more and more crushed as this went on.
0: Finally, eventually, he gets there.
1: I'm really sorry that that didn't work for you.
0: Leonard gives her a genial pat on the back.
1: Good game, that kind of thing. And then he said, it was really good, actually. I, you know, during it, I thought of Joey from Blossom blowing me, and that worked. Whoa, Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: Leonard, gentleman that he is, offers Monica a ride home. But he stops short. What was that?
1: And I hadn't heard anything. It wasn't like there was a loud noise or scream, or even a vague sound. I hadn't heard anything. Shh.
0: Leonard strains to listen. Stay here.
1: So he books it down the street and goes to this parking lot that is probably a block away, not far and not out of my view either. At which point he proceeds to have a fight with no one. He was doing a complete stage fighting thing. He was he was punching and then he was getting hit, which is amazing because he wasn't winning a lot of that fight. If
0: you'll catch me on this reference, Leonard's pulling a Tyler dirt.
1: Clearly, he didn't need to impress me because he had just made the Joey comment. So there was no good reason for this, but even if he was planning it, certainly he should have planned it out of eyeshot.
0: Ultimately, Leonard is triumphant. He marches back towards Monaco. Get in the car. We're going to need reinforcements.
1: And I'm just standing there, kind of frozen and contemplating, because there's a part of me that was just fascinated by all this. I couldn't imagine if I had like hitchhiked or got a cab or anything if I had just left there that I would meet anybody stranger than him.
0: Suddenly, Leonard bursts at the front door. Told you to get in the car. Come on. Dent. Like right behind us. Better hold on to your seat, lady.
1: He is driving like something from Dukes of Hazzard.
0: Leonard fishtails wildly around the corner. He veers into oncoming traffic. Behind him, a car honks its horn. Shit! They are on us tonight. Whether or not Leonard actually believes it, he puts on a convincing act. No stop signs, no red lights, this chase goes on for nearly ten minutes. Look.
1: And I turn around, and there's a regular car behind us. I think at this point, I somehow got the urge not to humor him. I'm not this dumb! I think I have to point out that I'm not this dumb. So I said, well, it's just a regular car.
0: Yeah, babe, I know. It's an unmarked car.
1: Okay, but how can you tell?
0: Because I'm with the Force, that's why.
1: I'm so fucked up that I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait till this is over.
0: Leonard has a discussion with the car. Just the car, since there's nobody in it. He gives himself a knowing nod. Just another day on the job.
1: Maybe he thought you could moonlight. You could be a cop and also be a college radio DJ. I think I would have progressed as a human being faster if I had just been like, hey, you know what, that's fucked up and I'm not doing this.
0: Don't worry, I got our backs. We're good. I, uh, it's a tough job sometimes. Sorry if I scared you back
1: there. And uh, then he drove me back home and dropped me off and I went out with him again.
0: That story, again, was shared by Monica Homburg. There's a little titch more to this if you're interested. Leonard is not our quasi-cop's real name, nor is Monica still seeing him. Last we heard, actually, he went back to dating men vaguely resembling Joey from Blossom. And he is currently a well-known CEO of a company we will never admit to. Monica is the host of Dazed and Convicted, a fabulously funny show where she does skits and personal musings and some of the most Horrifying Craigslist ads from around the internet. She is also a voice actress and a talented one. You can find her at dazedandconvicted.com as well as monicahomberg.com. All of those links at her homepage, thelaps.org. Speaking of thelaps.org, if you have a story to pitch, stories at thelaps.org is where you want to email us. Please do. I love talking to you guys. And you can reach out to us as well on Twitter at thelapspodcast. Thanks, as always, to the lovely Jesse Brennan for this episode's transcription. We have a whole whack of new listeners thanks to the extra week I now get to schedule to promote this show. If you'd like to see us release more often, release two, or dare I say, even three episodes a month, you might want to make a contribution to our Patreon campaign. You guys have always asked for more shows, but with just one person, it's patreon.com slash thelapse. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Lapse. Thank you so much for listening.